Pipe of Cthulhu presents a Pulp Cthulhu campaign. A cold fire within. Well, we began the session. Um, I, let's face it, everything that happened in, in last session that wasn't being chased by uh, cats in another extra dimensional space is, is irrelevant. So I'm going to mostly ignore that. Um, Gerald, Shauna and Randolph uh, went to investigate the uh, Argus property um, uh, after um, Jamie Randolph had uh, distracted uh, the assistant Langhorn by inviting him out to dinner and turning on the charm. So the uh, the three brave investigators um, broke in and did a, a bit of poking around. Um, found an appointment book that, that showed there was a uh, appointment with Brandon Sterling, um, a weekly appointment, but they had been cancelled going forward. Um, we didn't get that far in, in poking around the, the rest of the property um, when we found what we assume is um, Argus's office. Um, we open the door and a, a, an angry cat comes uh, running out. Um, so we entered and we started poking around and the room filled with gas and we fell to the floor. Then when we opened our eyes, we were floating in what well, we, we were on on rocks on rocks in space that were just sort of floating around and there were a variety of different planetoids all all circulating around this this uh eerie eerie space and in in the distance we could actually see the outline of what looked like the the study door we didn't have a lot of time to to really consider um this this place as a group of six angry snarling beasts um, started to to chase us and they didn't seem to be friendly so we 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 attempted with various degrees of success to launch ourselves um, from planetoid to planetoid um, some of us were not having much luck at all. Um, some of us were much slower anyway. Um, and through some uh, incredible luck uh, and, and the bravery of um, Mr. Randolph, um, the, the, the cats were eventually defeated. I mean, one of them was 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 wrestled away and thrown into the void of space. Um, I think some others were were punched and then we didn't have any weapons so we had to we had to fight them with rocks or, or fists. Um, and Mr. 
Pell um, decided to to go one way, whereas um, Gerald and Shauna went the other way, and this helped to to split the cats up a bit. Um, Pell eventually made it through, and and then Mr. Randolph, I think, defeated all of the cats on 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 our side, um, and we were eventually able to to make it through the door um not without um sustaining quite a few serious injuries um and i believe mr randolph only barely made it through the door quite battered and bruised and then we we found ourselves waking up in the study um all the while this was going on um jamie was having a a, a rather I mean, nice enough dinner with with Langhorn. I didn't seem to know much, and um, Mister Ebb was happily reading a book. That sounds about right. Um, and speaking of luck, or the use of that, let's get everyone's you know to do their yes. luck improvement or pulp this this uh, session. I'd rather not bother if it's okay. Up to you. <laughs> what did I? Oh, I was down to. I won't force you to take more luck if you don't need it. Well, the track on the character sheet only goes up to 99. So. Well, <laughs> yes, so you can't go above that. So if you don't need to, then you don't need to. <laughs> I failed, so that's 2d10 plus 10. 10 plus 10 because I'm lucky, so. No, a D, an extra d10. An extra d10, oh, okay. Well, I tried. But I rolled two nines, so that's, that's pretty, pretty good. good. So that's 28 plus 1. 29 points. Uh, puts me like something up. that should keep you alive for a while. <laughs> uh, 77, I think, is where I am now. Much better than where you were before. Mm, but I'm also down quite a few hit points. Did we did we do a sanity roll for um, seeing these cats? I, th I think we did. Yeah, you did at the beginning. God, my character sheet is not updated. I don't need to drop. I'm going to have to find another. All right. Well, um, I guess we can start off with Mrs. Randolph. You finish your dinner with Mr. Langhorn, who seemed to be uh, friendly enough, but not very useful uh, for gleaning much more information. Um, so, so what's your plan after the dinner? Uh, I believe I took a separate car to get here from them, so mm -hmm. I 
We'll head home. Or actually, I'll head back to the club. Seems okay. to be where we're all hanging out these days. And Mr. Ed, you are just continuing to read your book. Correct. It'll probably take you, um, you know, tonight and maybe another night of reading before you can, you know, get through the whole thing. It's not too crazy, but uh, you're just continuing to read about the fabled homeland of the Aryan race, um, which is proving <coughs> interesting. Ah, so I'm reading about Finland. I see. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. And it seems we have Randall. Good morning. Does morning. Randall have his character already? I do have it. Uh, the only thing. Uh, this is pulp, right? So I don't have the <laughs> the extras. The talent. Okay. Um, I can have. Um, I, I mean, I have a couple of options here, like uh, night vision and Loki, if you let me. But well, I, I there's no restrictions. Uh, okay. Just on the pulp primer that I sent initially. So why doesn't uh, why don't you continue to work on that while we finish mm -hmm. up some of these other things here? Sure. Um, and we'll cut back to the floor of the study at the Argus house with uh, Miss Jimenez and Mr. Pell, who are waking up to see a uh, still unconscious Mr. Randolph uh, on the floor next to them. He is breathing, <gasps> but only just. Mr. Randolph, are you, are you okay? And I will, I will rush over and and. Try and tend to him. Very well. First aids. Uh, first aid, yeah. Let's have a look. I have base, but that is a zero three, so that is an extreme success. Oh, very nice. And that would be. D4. Yeah, is it does it is it max because it's uh extreme? Uh, at this moment, sure. Why not? Okay. Uh, we'll verify, but yeah, um, that sounds good. So for for healing to Mr. Randall, you can uh, regain consciousness. <coughs> oh. oh. Thank you. you. You saved me. You saved me. And I'm going to uh, wrap my arms tightly around you and sort of give you a big hug and a, a peck on the cheek and probably sort of, you know, crush some of your tender ribs a bit, a bit too tightly. <gasps> gently, gently. What? Gerald Randolph, detective, psychic, and cat wrestler. <laughs> What was that place? Oh, a, a bad dream, maybe? Shared dream? Oh, 
My God, that was terrible. Look at, look at you. Look at me. That wasn't a dream. That was real. That's a great Before, question. Are we? Um, what do our bodies look like? Oh, yeah. Yes, you are battered and bruised, and all of the injuries or whatnot that you had sustained are uh, physical. Wow. Okay. Poor Mr. Pill, he's, he's been stunned into silence. Manifested <laughs> physically. Mr. Pell, Mr. Pell, are you all right? Uh, he he mumbles something about being okay, and uh, <laughs> he's still seeming a little bit stunned uh, about shot. what yes. happened. It was something you I didn't look expect to happen when you woke up this morning. Yeah, <laughs> I look around. We um. We all, well, we all saw the gas. I think I may have heard something, maybe. Well, you um, guys heard, you heard a pan, some panels sliding open. Yeah. And the gas starting to rush out. So I'm going to look around and, yeah, yeah, see if we see these panels so that I can close them or block them up or something. Kind of stagger over to them and. Uh, yeah, you can search around. Uh, give me a spot hidden because you don't see any open panels currently. Right. We'll be doing the same. 82. No. Uh, on you. That is a normal success. Uh, yeah, you end up finding, um, you know, you try and check some of the panels around the uh, ceiling and uh, you you can find that they're pretty easily slide open. Uh, you can force one open uh, relatively easily. And uh, yeah, there's some, you know, just like nozzles um, <clears throat> that clearly would, you know, disperse some sort of gas. <laughs> Is it self-contained or, or does it lead somewhere else? Uh, they're pretty self-contained. It looks like there's some sort of um you know mechanical mm. uh contraption that seems like maybe like a bellows like a mechanical bellows right. um it doesn't seem hooked up to anything so you're not quite sure exactly how it works unless you wanted to give me a mechanical engineering role uh, i think unfortunately if we mr pell's not here that's <laughs> if we had an engineer with us Try oh, wasting all the good rolls. It's a zero nine. Yeah, know. so so it seems like you know you would load some sort of powder or substance into the front of the nozzles, and then um, other than that, it doesn't really seem like they would operate independently. So you're it makes sense how they would work. The bellows would blow and then they would blow the whatever substance out into the room. But mm -hmm. other than that, you don't see it connected to anything. So it's a little bit puzzling as to how it, how it would trigger it was, or activate. Yeah. 
But so there was magic. It was it was it was sorcery. We we were transported somewhere. There was this thing of sorcery, my dear. There's got to be an explanation. Um, so the two things I was looking for when I did this was number one, I wanted to see if they, you know, came from one wall and there may be somebody on the other side, which it doesn't seem like that. But number two, I want to make sure we're not gassed again. So I mean, I want to see if you know these things seem empty. You, and, they seem they seem like a single dose load. Right? Okay. So yeah. The, at least the one that you checked seems, you know, like it was a a single preset trap in totality, right? Because the entire room filled with gas. Gotcha. The other thing I was going to try to do would try to put it in the desk and booby trap it so whoever opened the drawer would be gas themselves. But uh, okay, good enough, good enough. Mr. Powell, I think. Uh, how long were we out? I'll check the time. Uh, it seems like you were only out for a few minutes. All right. All right. How still... long does it seem like we were there? Quite a bit longer than that. Mm. Oh, wow. So it seems like the time that passed in real life and the time that passed wherever you were don't match up. Time moved faster where you were. Gotcha. I am prepared to believe just about anything about that that place and time, but um, I was actually thinking more of we don't want to be interrupted, and if we're it's only been a few minutes, then um, What's his name? The assistant should still be at uh, at at breakfast, lunch. What are we? Dinner. 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 Yeah. We should. <laughs> we need so, to search yeah. this place. If we still have some time. Uh, uh, my character is upset. He's going to do something I would never do. <sighs> Was there something? Well, not a club. No, just if I see that cat, I'm going to kick it. <laughs> yeah, actually, you look around, um, and the cat's nowhere to be seen. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, what a harrowing experience. It's good that of all the, our characters' abhorrent behavior, that's the one that... That's right. That's right. I'm glad he's not around. I burned this city down, but it's really the cat kicking that I'm... Uh... <laughs> that is over the line, yes. <laughs> yes. It's strangely true, though. Um, <laughs> did we actually find anything in here, or was it just... Well, we you, start, you started, and then you uh, were interrupted by the gas trap. So you guys can continue searching around, and... Yeah. You find some things. You find um, some notes, which I will post momentarily. You find in the desk, uh, you also find um, uh, kind of like a torn out sheet of lined paper with some names and some strange words on it. You also find a seemingly delicate 
somewhat delicate and very old looking papyrus scroll attached between two wooden rollers that is written in Latin. I'm not sure if any of the three there speak Latin. Um, and then there is a large bookcase with a number of books on it that you could search through. Um, you guys could give me a spot hidden on the uh, or a library use on the bookshelf. To see it, the spot what, what kind of information there. 96. I mean, I'm a, I'm a little distracted. Mr. Randolph. Mr. Randolph was muted. I'm sorry. Also a 91. That, okay. um, yeah. So you're more focused on the. Uh, on the. Uh, desk and the things you find in there, so. You find. Three letters. Oh, I see. Um, so first letter is dated March 25th, 1934. My Lord Thet Norris, it is with great honour that I send you this Latin fragment of the Narcotic text. The owner, one Lionel Montoya Jimenez of Alcantara, Spain, parted with it dearly, but I was certain it held the secret of the crystals of Nafcon. Soon you'll be able to create a new showstone shoe stone to find others like yourself vessels with bloodlines pure enough to host your countrymen while i am in europe i hope to uncover other fragments of the ancient wisdom before i must return your obedient servant leopold fontenelle huh. hmm. so that's i mean it's a common surname i say uh <laughs> that normal, yes, could be anyone. I meant him and this, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> May 11, 1934. My liege, I apologize that I've had so little good fortune in finding more fragments of the narcotic texts. So much knowledge has been lost over the eons. The 15th century narcotic manuscript you have is sorely lacking, but it remains the best source though even that pales in comparison to the one you consult in dreams. I still marvel at my own visit to that lingering shadow of Lomar, when I had the honour of witnessing you use the fabled heart of dreams to rescue the seeds of that poppy long extinct in the waking world, as well as acquire a sacred cat from many-ringed Cychronosh to guard your treasures. Hmm. 
your humble advisor, Leopold Fontenelle. Wh whose office are you all in? W well, Ferdinand Argus, the hypnotist. The hypnotist, okay, yep. Yeah. The shell of um, the person formerly known as uh, Ferdinand Argus. Okay. Um, who's probably inhabited by, uh, whose body is probably inhabited by, it looks like Lord Thet Norris, some type of, uh, was it alien person from um, out of space and time or something like that? Hmm. Right. Someone, mm. something out of space and time. You're not a hundred percent sure. That's right. Yes. Uh, Argus woke up in a um, uh, in the Bellevue um, not too long ago, or a few years ago. And when he woke up, he was inhabited by this uh, other thing or person, and it uh, seems to be called Lord Det Norris. Uh, and so there's one more letter. Um, April 16th, 1935. Master, success. I have uncovered an entrance into the inner world, not far from here. My theory was correct. There must be numerous paths into the vast deeps below us. The myths of the Red Indians, confused and primitive as they are, hinted at a racial memory of a time when they lived below the surface. Why mount an expedition to the impenetrable North Pole or the formidable Himalayas? Certainly the hidden civilizations of Hyperborea or Aghati would be a great prize. But for all the expense, are the Nazis any closer to seizing either? Even the sanctuaries of the Lemurians and other refugees from lost lands, rumoured to exist under the Grand Tetons or Mount Shasta, are far enough away to ignore when we have an entrance in our proverbial backyard. After all, if forbidden Yian Ho truly lies hidden between the poles, any path down there might equally take us there. I am already making the arrangements for our trip on May the 3rd to Sagatiz for ourselves, your transplanted countrymen and some assistance from the League. With boundless anticipation, Leopold Fontenelle, Ia Shub Niggereth. And then there's a slip of paper torn off with some names on there. One that you definitely recognize, Mr. Brendan Sterling. And then some words that next to them that don't really make sense to you. But so. Oh, there we go. Names, six names crossed out and next to each of those names, another possible name. So. Uh, Norbert, Norbert Blythe crossed out Neglos, Adelaide Hartley Dacalis, Marguerite de Lacy in Zitla, Hugo Northridge Lendelo, Brendan Sterling Kethnos, Ivy Tinsdale Zeralta. Could these be the he, he, he was talking about past lives. He was talking about. Hmm. My God. If Argus is really someone called Fetnos, are these other people besides our um, uh, client, Quarry, uh, whatever we want to call him, Brendan Sterling? 
Are these were these in his? We saw the uh, the notebook of the um, uh, other patients and whatnot. Or do, do we recognize these names from there? The appointment you book. You can you can see that all of these names were people that came for some sort of mm. appointment or treatment, either once or multiple times with Ferdinand Argus. I'm afraid. These people are in grave danger, just like uh, mm. Ferdinand Argus himself. They seem to be possibly inhabited by Lord Det Norris's friends. I wouldn't have believed it before I had to wrestle cats, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, seems plausible. Yeah. Um, since we have some time, I'm going to see if I can grab some paper and grab some um, contact information, addresses, phone numbers, something like that for each of these people. There's just no contact information in the book. It's just an appointment book. Mm. Well, how about Showing names and times? Yeah, but this is his assistant's desk. So probably there's some information like that. Not a Robodex or anything like that at that point. But no, um, I'm telling you, there's no information. Oh, on this I got you. OK, sorry. sorry. Just names. Just names. Uh, while you guys are looking through that, um, Mr. Pell does uh, have a little closer look through the bookshelf. And he comes up with uh, another book, which uh, after you guys have been reading that and kind of talking about it, he does find a, an old book in Greek that has a uh, translation page on the front that says uh, on the inside, narcotic manuscripts. Oh, nice, nice find. Bring it, bring it with us. Um, shall we, Is we, the, we should, we should search the other rooms. Yes. I'm sorry, is this the Latin fragment, perhaps, if we open it? No, that is a the, the separate scroll, scroll okay. that seems to be in Latin. Okay. It's a long papyrus scroll. Okay, and that is something we found. Okay. Yes, I'm you sorry. found that in the desk. Yeah. Okay. Can we run through again? I'm sorry, I wasn't uh, taking notes at the time. We got the three letters, we got the long scroll, we got the, the book that's possible translation or something, and what else did we find? That is what you found. Slip of paper. That's yeah. it, those three so things. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we think we've, we've now sort of searched this room. Yeah, you think, other than that, I mean, again, there's a whole bookshelf full of esoteric books and... Um, occult books and, and things like that, but uh, since Mr. Pell had been researching some of those before and looking into the books as well, uh, really the only, he finds more, he finds more copies of Leopold, Leopold Fontenelle's books. Right. Um, when he looks through those, he sees that they are personalized on the inside to Milord Thet Norris, but um, as you've already 
have copies of those books. Really, the only newer kind of book of interest that he finds is this Greek one, uh, seemingly referencing the narcotic manuscripts. Well, okay. Let's um, let's search the the rest of the place. Um, and then yeah, I did put a, can... I did put a map up there uh, above Percy Langhorn. Oh, there we there go. Of the Argus property, so you guys have <clears throat> searched the ground floor. Yep. And Mr. Randolph and Ms. Gary had already searched the out uh, mm -hmm. outbuildings prior. So really, you would just you know, there's the second floor in the basement that you haven't really looked at. So the um the back right room is the office with the gas, correct? Correct. That's the study. And then the other was the uh, parlor. Right. Okay. Right. Shall we <clears throat> shall we head up? Yeah, let's uh let's make quick work of the uh the upstairs. Okay. So looking around, um let's get some spot hiddens, please. Just in oh. general. Oh my goodness. That is another normal success. Yeah, so as you're uh, looking around, Mr. Randolph, in the bottom left room, which is the bedroom, um, you find an interesting looking, pretty fancy square wooden trunk under the bed. It's a two foot by two foot by two foot uh, trunk. And you open it up and inside is a very strange looking thing. It is uh, a, in, in the interior of the box is padded. And this thing is some sort of crystal, maybe it's like it's a crystalline cube that has jagged lines of uh, uh, yellow running through a red, mostly red crystalline cube. Is it sort of transparent? Is it? It's, yeah, I mean, it's like crystal. Mm. So you can kind of see through it. Um, and, but yeah, you're, I mean, it seems just like a very, it seems like it was a precious item, but you're mm. not quite, there's no really like markings or you know notes or anything on it you just can definitely tell that it is you know really the only item of interest in the upstairs after you've searched all right if it doesn't if we can't make heads or tells of it to begin with i'll hand it to mr uh mr powell and say maybe we can have a uh you can take a look at this after we're done here we should be Swift because dinner won't last forever. <laughs> and uh, maybe it's time for the basement. What do you say, Shauna? Yep. Let's just hope there aren't any cats down there. Yes. So making your way down to the cellar, um, apart from the cobwebs and dust here, there's a cot that seems disused with a blanket and a pillow near the furnace. Um, there's some empty whiskey bottles on the floor, but other than that, um, 
nothing really of interest. A cot. Um. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. So we Sp had uh one two bed. Okay, so Leopold was, yeah. is probably sleeping upstairs. It looks like right. We have the the nicer appointed room for Argus himself, and then Leopold looks like has a room across the way upstairs. And then, am I right or wrong? Well, no, it's probably it's probably Argus upstairs and Langhorn in the smaller room. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I was getting um, Leopold and uh, it's Leopold Argus. I was getting Langhorn's name wrong. Sorry. Yeah. But then, so it, does it look like they were keeping someone down here? Is there is there sort of like a lock on the door or? Hmm. Uh, there is a lock on the door. I mean, it's a, just a standard lock. Right. Um, but yeah, you could definitely assume that maybe someone was being kept down here. If they were keeping someone down here, surely Langhorn would have known. Hmm. Maybe he's not as innocent as we think he is. Hmm. Or oblivious, I guess, would be the way to put it. I hope uh, Mrs. Randolph is okay. Um. So with that, you feel like you have searched the house in its entirety yep. and come up with everything of value. My last thought is whether we should destroy all those flowers in the back. Or at least collect them. Those things are dangerous. Well. Well, Argus seems to be maybe it's less. Maybe it's less important. We can get away without maybe tipping our our hand in case Langhorn has a way. What do we want to do with Langhorn? Do we want to wait till he comes back and then club him over the head and rake him over the coals and say, what have you done with uh, uh, with Brandon? Oh, you know what? Or and I'm sorry. I need to make a slight retcon. So all of the names on the slip of paper are in the appointment book, except for... Um, Norbert Blythe. Well, the first one, okay. Hmm. But those, that doesn't mean anything to us. Right? And I, and there are also telephone numbers for the people, but that's it. No addresses or anything like that. But there are telephone numbers like for the five. Just well, no information. No information on Norbert Blythe. Okay. I know if it were the 20s, we might even be able to get addresses directly from just the operator on the phone. I don't know how far these things have advanced, but they'll probably either be a phone book or, like I said, we can call. Is there an operator at this point that we could call? Whatever. The, the address we should have called now. But... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They'll yeah be, so... We'll be able to look them up if you want to find something about them. It seems like they have uh, know more about the camping expedition at this point. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, to um to at hand to wrap up, I think we should take our our prizes with us. But uh, should we? Maybe we should just uh, leave. Hmm. Can I we... don't think he would have left one of his um compatriots behind on his expedition. He seems to have brought everyone with him, don't you think? I guess the question is, do we do we think whatever happened to us in the study would happen to anyone who goes in there? From what Mr. Randolph uh, had already checked into, it doesn't seem so. It seems like the uh, it seems like the trap was primed for one use. Mm. So currently the nozzle that he checked, um, there is no, I mean, there's some residue of some substance that's sweet and flowery smelling, but it's pretty much empty. I'm just, I just wonder whether this means that maybe it was, was Langhorn sort of, can Langhorn go in and out? Will he come in and see that it's been ransacked or has he been warned against going in there? So well, we when you when you when you did come to the study, you know that the door was propped open. Um, mm. Go ahead and give me idea rolls if you like. Uh, that's an eleven, so that's going to be some form of success. Yep. The study seemed pretty tidy, um, mm. but you know it doesn't seem like anyone had been going in or out, save for the cat, which is you know right. you. Can, you, you'd think that maybe the um, door was propped open so so that the cat could go in and out. Let's. It it seemed relatively you know tidy and there was like there weren't papers out on the desk or anything like that. Everything seemed to be put away and in order. Right. So let's let's just let's just put it sort of back so that. On a casual glance, it doesn't look like we've ransacked the place. And then. Sure. You guys want to take some time and just put everything back in order? Yeah. yeah I, think I don't think any rolls are needed. You didn't really ransack the place or like break anything or. Okay. Um, so that's fine. Yeah. You want to just put Mr. everything back. Mr. Randolph, how do you feel about a trip to a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> I love one. I love one. Yeah. I think I might uh, might spend I think my ankle there. is sprained. Yes. Oh. Yes. Um, let's, let's get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's do. Is there a um a regular uh member of the club that is a doctor that might be there i mean we don't really need to probably not at this time of night not at this time of night yeah um what kind of shape is mr pell in if he's doing well i'm just trying to think how to let my wife know where i am yeah i don't i don't think he was that badly injured certainly no 
not as badly as we were. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he could go to the club and. Yeah, I, I think he sustained minor injuries. Mm. Okay. Well, actually, we've only got we one. Can, we can go yeah. back to the club and we can call the doctor, right? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's yeah. enough. We know which restaurant Jamie's gone to. Maybe we just um, phone phone them up and ask them to pass a message to her and then she can. Yeah, yeah, we'll let her know. Um, that's a good idea. Um, I'm beat up pretty bad. It might be a better idea. Well, I don't know. It's pulse, so it doesn't really matter. I was going to say it might be a better idea to go to a real hospital if this were real life. I'm probably no. Actually, the cats didn't get me. What got me? Just battered was... trying to jump from place. Yes, not not, not being able to jump. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So um... actually, I think I think one cat got you, but it wasn't very bad. Okay. Yeah. It's not like. No, the worst uh, that all of you took was from yeah. jumping and crashing back into the planetoids that you couldn't escape. Yeah, so that that's not the type of thing. Like, there's not a uh, bone-deep gash on my arm or ribs or something like that. It's pretty much scrapes, relatively bruises. superficial, right? Yeah. yeah, some scrapes, some bruises, a little bit of a headache. Yeah, yeah, we can, that's the type of thing, we can just all go to the club and, uh, like you said, call, stop at a phone along the way, and, uh, well, I don't know, that would have tipped Leopold or whatever off, but, well, I don't know, yeah, stop at a phone and, and see if she's still at the restaurant and let her know we're going to the club, and then um, go to the club. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> if it's nothing dramatic, yeah. Let's do that, then. Okay. Yeah. So you're stopping by the restaurant and then heading back to the club. Uh, more like a phone. Or yeah. Just calling the restaurant. Yes, exactly. Asking yeah, the they inform you that Mrs. Randolph left um, just a few moments ago. Uh, perfect timing then. Sure, she'll go to the club. And you make your way back there. Um, Mrs. Randolph, you get back there a little bit before, and you see Mr. Ebb comfortably sitting in his chair, reading. I think I'm probably there also, working. Yeah, Ms. Gary, probably tending bar. And, you know, cleaning, tidying, doing whatever. Ah, good. Mr. Ebb, uh... Uh, any word from our friends? Mm -hmm. Yes. What? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, which, which, which friends? Um, Max, Maxine, I, a drink, please. Of course. Uh, I have not heard anything. They went out to. Uh, well, <clears throat> perhaps the less said about what they went out to do, the better. Oh. Oh. Yes. Well, how is your reading going? I am not certain yet. I have <laughs> it's probably, it's probably, you know, it's an interesting read. I'll give you that so far, Jim. Uh, it's definitely <laughs> fantastical. 
Uh, you're not quite, I mean, it seems like fantasy, but you're not quite sure. Is there a topic that he knows about? I mean. Well, yeah, so it's speaking about, um, it's speaking about the um, Aryan the race the, and. It's, oh, it, well, it's speaking about the, the quest for the Aryan Eden, the, uh, mm -hmm. the Eden, the, the greatest place to be. I can only assume it, it ends with uh, the author finally arriving in Finland, but he's not gotten there yet. <laughs> just so, just so. So, so far it's, it's a survey of a bunch of uh, contradictory theories concerning lost civilizations. Uh, including subterranean ones focusing on locating the ancestral homeland of the so-called Aryan people and unlocking the power therein. Well, there uh, it's you go. Most, mostly concentrating on the polar regions and referencing various legends of Hyperborea, Thule, and Lomar. That's the uh, long and short description for you there, Mr. Ebb, that you'll eventually get through. Just so. And well, um, oh, yeah, I guess we'll just pleasantly spend some time watching him read, and drinking. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, not too much longer, and uh, the other three in the party um, arrive back. Quite worse for the wear than when you <laughs> saw them before. Gerald, what happened? Oh, my work. So lovely to see you. And I grab her and kiss her. How was dinner? It was <laughs> fine. The fish was a little dry. But um, let's... I feel like you're bearing the lead here, dear darling. <laughs> yes, maybe... Perhaps a, a couch or a chair for, for Shauna and I and Mr. Pell. A drink? chased drinks. by alien cats. Of course. Maybe not drinks. No, always drinks. But yes, yes. I, I'll let Shauna explain. I, I'm, I'm a bit overcome. I, I, we, we were, there was, there was gas, and then we, 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 we woke up, and we were uh, the, the rocks in space, and uh, the, 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 the cats, they were hideous, and, and. Uh, let me give you a drink, and, and you can tell us that again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yes, I think. Uh, oh, I think Let's uh, have the butler cough steady my nerves while we're here. Yes, yes. Um, and I will attempt to explain what happened when we entered the study. It was, yeah. it was real. Look, look, look at I mean, my, my, my ankle. It's, um, uh, it was, it was terrifying and incredible. Well, I mean, did you find anything interesting? <laughs> well, we dump a whole load of, um, uh, books and scrolls and you don't really know what else crystals. to say here it's 
I think at this time is probably while you're all talking. Um, even though it's late at night, it seems like uh, a gentleman walks in and we'll have Randall describe his character. If he's... He's a tall, silent type. Is he a doctor? Mm -hmm. Please be a doctor. Yeah, <laughs> no, unfortunately, no such luck. Oh, <laughs> Does he have a dog with an eye patch? No, with him right now. Um, you can see um, uh, kind of a typical pilot, you know, with a pilot jacket and um, pilot hat approaching the group. Um, he's young. Um, he's smiling. Um, and yeah, that's as much as you get. Um, so are, he's new to the organization? He's not no, somebody. I, you actually know him. Uh, okay. Ms. Gary, uh, Mr. Carter has, you know, he's he's generally traveling most of the time, um, and uh, he he this is kind of his base of operations. He doesn't really have a home here per se, but uh, I mean, his home is the world. You know, mm -hmm. he's always on different types of adventures and bringing back fun stories of going to different places and all over the world, different continents, uh, you know, taking taking people places as he is a pilot um, and, you know, going on adventures with other adventurers. And, um, you know, actually, you, you do have a letter for him. He does take mail here. So um, he's got, you know, some general you know, correspondence, a couple other uh, items, some letters, uh, one that's, you know, one letter that has actually just been received uh, yesterday for him. Uh, Carter, so good, Carter, good, so to, good see to see you. you. Yes. Hello, everyone. Usual or? Uh... Yes, please. And I have, I have this for you, just came in. Oh, nice. Thank you. I will open it right away. And so I'm assuming you're sitting there reading your mail, yes. going over that, Mr. Carter, while uh, in the background, the others are recounting their harrowing tale from today. And I'll post that in there for you so you can review that while the others are deciding what they're doing. Can we go for a doctor, please? Yeah, not a problem. Of you course. can call doctor doctor will come and bandage you up check you out in within an hour or so so you guys got a little more time to relax um, yeah any i guess we could just fast forward the doctor stuff you guys can all get you know um let's see here how many wounds did you guys have Quite a few. Ms. Jimenez, I think you had three <laughs> I, I think or four. At least three, yeah. So two, four, two, one is what you get. So nine points back for you, Miss Jimenez. Mr. Randolph, how many wounds did you have? Nice. You know, I don't recall to be honest with you. I think you had. I think you had two or three. So yes. Three, 
enough to one. take you from yeah and then you already had a one from ms jimenez so you get four more hit points back four more okay and, well yeah. i'll happily uh take a look at this greek book while we're if that's sort of if you're you know <laughs> showing stuff around oh yeah we're not yeah, hoarding I think it we just dumped it on the uh yeah the table in the center does anyone speak latin Mm. That Mr. Pell would. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't have his character sheet, so I'm not 100% I do. sure. I have 30% in Latin. Ah, there you go, my dear. <laughs> oh, very well. Let's see here. Oh, well, perfect. Um, no role needed for you, Mrs. Randolph. You can start perusing the scroll. Um... Ms. Gary, you can start looking into the book. Um, And yeah, I mean, I guess I'll let you guys decide how much, I mean, uh, maybe if any of you other than Ms. Gary want to know Mr. Carter, um, since since Randall is joining a a couple sessions late, um, if anyone wants to have any past connection with him, that's fine. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm fellow man of action hanging out at the club kind of thing. I'm sure we would have maybe swapped stories over drinks from time to time. Be friendly with him at least. Sure. That makes it easy. So, yeah, after Carter checks his mail and uh, gets his drink, uh, maybe he comes over and wanders over to join you. See how everything's going. Yes, Carter. What do you think of this? Seems to be right in your line, eh? Uh, just, uh, he, he's, he looks distracted somehow. Hey, um, sorry, I just got a letter and got me thinking. Um, how, how's everything going? New adventures right here? I was kind of over here in some craziness. Yes, we're right in the middle of a, uh, of a doozy. Do you mind if I join you? Please do. We could use a man of uh, some expertise like yourself. I will grab a chair and, you know, I get get on the table, I guess, with the others. Um, What time is it, Max, by the time we've uh, Oh, it's probably 9, 9.30 at night now. After, good, a good, a good time after dinner. Can I can I use the club's phone and call the number that we have for Adelaide Hartley? Sure. Of course. Not a problem. Uh, so yeah, it rings, and um, a young lady answers the phone and says, "Hello, Hartley residence." Oh. Uh, Yes, hello. Is this um, uh, Adelaide Hartley? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's a man who answers. Yeah, oh, because okay. uh, yes, hello, uh, Hartley resident. Oh, um, hello. Can I speak to um, Adelaide Hartley, please? Um, she's not available. Uh, this is Joe, her husband. Can I? T- I can take a message for her. 
Oh, um, do you know when she's going to be back? I do. Who, who's calling, please? Oh, sorry. This is this is Miss uh, Shauna, Shauna Jimenez, uh, a, a friend of uh, your wife. Go ahead and give me some sort of social role. Uh, I could do charm, but uh, I could equally do fast talk. I think it sounds fast talky. Yeah, yeah, sounds about right. Oh, and that is a 17 out of 65, so it's a hard success. Oh, Shauna, I'm sorry. I know she's got a lot of friends. I I don't know you, but yeah, I mean, um, yeah, she actually went to go visit her sister in Boston. Um, I'm just in the middle of uh, poker night with the boys. Uh, Is there anything urgent or should I just take a message for her? Oh, no, it's it's. It's not that urgent. When when did she when did she leave? Oh, not too, a couple days ago. Does that tie in with what we know about? Um, it does. Okay. Timelines line. Yeah. Up. Uh, yeah. She's just down at her sister's in Boston. Um, uh, okay. Well, uh, I, I, I'll I'll be in touch with her. I mean. He, no, no need to, no need to worry her and, and, and leave a message. I'll, I'll, I'll be in touch when she's back. Um, <laughs> she was telling me about a, um, a hypnotist. Uh, how was all that going? Hypnotist? I, I don't know what you're talking about. No. Oh, is it Mr. Um, Argus? Doesn't ring a bell. No, we, oh, don't, okay. we don't really take stock in those kind of things. Oh well, well, I'm I, I, probably just some misunderstanding. Anyway, uh, uh, enjoy your poker night. Um, Thank you, Miss Jimenez. Okay. I, you know, I took your name down. I'll let her know that you called when she returns. All right. Um, I will hang up the phone and call the number for Marguerite De Lacy. Um, the phone just rings. And I'll try Hugo Northridge. Uh, yeah, so, uh, it rings and a lady answers and says, hello, Northridge residence. Oh, uh. Hello, could I could I speak to Hugo, please? Uh, and she sounds a little bit um, kind of um, maybe like protectively like, uh, um, and who's calling, please? As it is a young lady calling late at night for her husband. Mm. Yes, I was just thinking about that. And I, um... <laughs> Should have got one of the others to call. Uh, yes, uh, uh, hello. Um, I... Mm. I hear the gears <laughs> turning, Jonathan. <laughs> the gears are not turning fast enough. <laughs> oh, oh, 
hello. Yes, I'm I'm calling on behalf of um, uh, Mr. Randolph. Um, I'm 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 his assistant. Uh, he's a he's a. Oh. Uh, did did he? Uh, is this about a job offer? Uh, I'm sorry, I don't actually know the details, um, but I was just trying to to call to um, uh, to to inquire about his availability. Um, oh, it, it, um, well, he. Um, oh, I'm sorry, you missed him. He he's actually out. Uh, he's he's uh, been searching for a job lately, so. Um, I mean, he's, uh, yeah, I was, oh, I was hoping you were calling about a job for him. Um, he's not out. He's, he's out, you know, around searching for a job, uh, in Newark. Uh, where, where did you say you were? I'm in, um, uh, New York City myself. Um, uh, Yes, it, it, it could well have been about a job application. That, that, that does seem to be what I have written down here. Um, oh, it's, oh. He, it's such a shame uh, he, he, he's not around. Do you know uh, when he's going to be back? When, 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 did he, when did he leave? Do you know? Um, and, you know, he's been gone <coughs> for about a week now. He's mm. traveling around the um, uh, New York, New Jersey area. Um, just looking for jobs, trying to set up uh, interviews and the, and the like. Um, I don't really expect him back for um, maybe another week or two, but uh, if he calls in, I can give him your I can give him your contact information. Uh, yes, that would that would be wonderful, and I'll I'll leave the number of the club. <laughs> okay. Oh, um, well, great. Um, that's oh, it's so nice to hear. Um, I'll I'll definitely let him know next time he calls. Yes, please please let him let him know to call as soon as he's back. Um, okay, so they're all missing so far. So I guess I'll I'll finish off with a call to Ivy Tinsdale. And the number goes to a kind of switchboard at Columbia University and it goes to like a dorm, a dormitory uh, operator and says, uh, yes, hello, Columbia University, blah, 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 dorm. Um, can I uh, speak to Miss uh, Tinsdale, Ivy Tinsdale? Uh, well, um, Students don't have phones in their rooms, but I can leave a message for her to call you back. Oh, that that would be in, in would her be mail slot. Yes. Um, okay, I'll, I'll I'll leave again details at the club. See if I get a call back. Um, Very well. Actually, can I can I get the can I get the details at the dorm from the operator? Uh, yeah. Well, she gives you the name of the dorm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so and says, then, you know, Columbia University. Uh, let's say, like, you know, Heather Dorm or something like that. And so that's pretty much what you know. You figure you could. That probably would be 
relatively easy to find on the Columbia. Yeah, I could I could just go there tomorrow during the day, I think. So that's that's not a problem. Um, okay, then I guess the only one I wasn't able to get details for is the Marguerite. So I'll I'll have a think about that. And then also the other name, which isn't listed with the phone number, Norbert Blythe. Well, so. yeah, so there's nothing to call there. Um, yep. I mean, I could try looking up in a phone book, but. I assume there would have been a number if that were, yeah, that's a bit of a strange one. Yeah, I mean, you can look in the uh, phone book that the club has and you do not see a listing. For a Blythe and. Okay. All right. So I think so, I'll go back to the bar and um, while that's happening, let's go to Mrs. Randolph, who's perusing this uh, scroll. Um, and what you kind of get from this, um, Mrs. Randolph, is pretty interesting and out there um it talks about um it basically seems like some sort of ritual on creating uh something that sounds out to be like a crystal of nafcon and it talks about how these crystals, once fashioned, could be used to, um, it's really strange. Uh, it, it can view other people's spirits or potentially hold spirits of people's minds who give them willingly. Um, it's very strange, um, but it does detail, it does detail how to, uh, kind of like the, the chant and, um, the material components that would be needed to fashion one of these so-called NAFCON crystals. Uh, it requires quite a large sized amethyst. The uh, jewel, the gem. Correct. Okay. The the NAFCON crystal. All right. And <laughs> so that's. Pretty much what you get there. And it uh, it basically seems like it's a translation from a uh, it references in in Etruscan tablet that it was translated from a long, long time ago. Um, it does speak of um, an ancient P 
people called uh, Lomarians from some place called Lomar and how these crystals were sacred to the people of Lomar. And it uh, again reinforces how they could be used to view times, places, and worlds not current to the person using these crystals and that they could um uh, is that the lomarians you know were fabled to use said crystals to project their their minds their souls um the translation there is not a hundred percent clear um or possibly others uh through these stones into different times, places, or locations. Um, and then calling the Lomarians a, a, you know, a great race with mastering psychic projection. So it can look at different time periods and places as well as project minds and souls. Or hold minds and souls of people that are willing okay like the crystal itself could hold as things well as in look at their souls their yes mm -hmm. and uh ms gary you are looking into this greek book hmm and in between drink orders of course mm -hmm. uh as you read this book um it is in classical greek the nakotica um it seems to trace its origins back to pre-human crinoids who seem to it's it's basically a fable or a story or some sort of air quote history of these pre-human crinoids who seeded life on Earth before man existed. Hmm. Um, yeah, and there's some more detailed, I mean, you could call it a spell, but it seems like, you know, just after a normal kind of skim through, it would take a long time to learn said information uh, okay. in this book and i think i'm gonna need mr ebb mrs randolph and ms gary to go ahead and give me some sand rolls please and that's a fail for ms gary ms gary D8, please. <clears throat> and and this is not all going to be at once. It's going to be over time. Yep. So you could you could just take it. One. Um, well, that's very nice. Um, and you can gain plus three to your Cthulhu Mythos. Okay. So Mrs. Randolph. Uh, pass. Okay, so you'll take one and <clears throat> you will gain 
two to your Cthulhu mythos. All right, I will spend two luck to make it none. And you now have the spell Create Crystal of Nathcon. Mm, that's unlikely to go bad. <laughs> and Mr. Ebb. Yeah. Sand roll, please. Failed. Okay, D6. And again, that'll be over time. Three. Okay. And you can gain two to your Cthulhu Mythos. Okie doke. Well, so that is what you all get over this evening of study and talk. A lot of information to go on. So it seems like this crew of people who have been recruited by the spirit that's within the um, hypnotist have all gone off to a meeting somewhere and given different excuses about mm. where that is. I think it's likely to be Sauger, right? Sagerties? Sauger. What's? I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, because you that's had the town uh, in New York. Yeah, mm -hmm. you had a uh, the Catskills. Catskills the, yeah. the previous I note that, that yes, yeah, you guys. I mean, you guys are. I think Mister. I think Mister Pell looked this up last time in the Atlas, mm -hmm. or maybe Mister Ebb. I don't recall. Um, I think yeah, it's something people on, would know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Based on the the note that you guys had uh, that was ripped off and with Sauger in it, and now with the letter that. Clearly right. states Sagerties. Yeah, the the only place that you know of uh, with this name is Sagerties, New York, which is north west of you guys, up on the Hudson, off the Hudson. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, uh, what's the date right now? Uh, May ninth. Okay, so some people went to the League of, League of Forgotten Men meeting, is that right, with Leopold Fontenelle? Was he there? Uh, Fontenelle, Miss, um, Mrs. Sterling, she told you that a while ago when she went to the League of Forgotten Men mm -hmm. meeting with Brendan, they saw Fontenelle there. Right, but Mr. The Ebb current, and... The current meeting, okay. no. Fontenelle was not okay. cited there. So he must be accompanying them, it says uh, at the bottom of that last letter, our May 3rd trip to Socrates. Um, and some of uh, your transplanted countrymen and some assistance from the League. So, <laughs> yeah, I think it's... um pretty easy to put that together that that's where they likely are right now so we get a trip huh yes it's a good thing mr carter's here it's uh again right up your line is that right well i don't think we'd have to fly up to Socrates. <laughs> well no but he's he's a worldwide expeditious person what's your credit rating randall
a secret. <laughs> Mr. Carter. And he's gone. And he's gone. <laughs> well, we'll get back to that. Um, Did he ever uh, read this letter? I see that you were kind of. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see, see what he, he brings that up once he can talk again. Gotcha. Uh, but mainly, I did want to see what his credit rating is to see if he might have his own plane. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. you could fly to Saugerties. You don't you right. wouldn't have to, but you could. I was just mainly thinking because he seems to be flying, traveling all over the world, doing these. He'd, he'd be up for a trip somewhere. Most likely. Yes. And certainly we have you, Mr. Carter. Are you back? Can you hear me there? Yes. Yeah, but I needed to unplug my my headset. I will have to look for a replacement. So uh, yes, I do have a 60th credit rating. And so will most of that credit rating be in your own plane that you have access to? Yes, yes, okay. I have my own plane. It is not like a, you know huge plane or anything like that, right? It's just a small, small aircraft to like a uh, a seaplane. That you could uh yeah I, I i i will usually you know take um some six six seven passengers with me one place to the other uh for my adventures and my group of adventurers so the uh what i was going to say what carter was going to say is that well i just got a letter and i don't know if i'm needed somewhere else uh are, are you up for uh and, uh, you know, some help. Maybe I help you, you help me later. Kind of thing, kind of deal. Well, we are looking for a missing person, but what is what is your situation? It's pretty much the same. Um, and I will share the letter that I got. Uh, this, this is just something I got from, from a friend. And what you can all pretty much tell any of you New York natives is uh, what's interesting is the uh, letterhead for this letter oh, to Carter uh, is um, actually quite coincidentally in the same area of Socrates. Well, what a coincidence. No such thing as coincidences. Mm -hmm. Somebody want to read the letter? I feel as if we're cursed. Here we are, nestled in the quiet hills where trouble should be a distant thing indeed. However, two weeks ago, one of our resident subjects, Graham Lulhurst, dis disappeared. No one is a prisoner here, as you well know, and none of the subjects, this is from the Slater Institute for Parapsychological, Parapsychological Studies, by the way, uh, none of the subjects are required to live here while we conduct our studies. Of course, some of the most promising are not, well, let's just say the most well-adjusted of people. So perhaps I should expect the occasional unannounced departure. 
We had another last October, the same sort of thing. The subject, Natalie Thimble, just up and left in the middle of the night. No one in town claimed to have seen her pass through, nor did anyone see Evan Bain when he left in June. Of course, you remember shy little Anna Yardley and how we found her missing in September 1933. I know Anna wasn't the best, uh, the last, the first. Anna wasn't the first subject to disappear, but she was the first that really took us aback. Sincerely, so-and-so. Yes, it does seem that that's... Uh... It keeps going. Oh, oh. Oh, look at that. Okay. Uh, even worse. <laughs> now I'm seeing the ghosts, too. Uh, you'll recall the sightings that some of the subjects reported of American Indians stalking the halls at night, peering in at them in their beds. It's all certainly eerie, though we were never able to verify anything. As I say, though, now I have seen them, too. Perhaps it's the strain and the restless slumber. My last good sleep was the night Graham vanished. I actually overslept, which I never do. I'm sorry to bother you with all this, but I'm just at a loss. Perhaps we are haunted, and that's the only subject, and that's why, uh, that's why subjects keep running off. I wish Director Nesbitt were still here. I miss his passion, though that's what led to him going into the Catskill Mountains and not and never returning. So this is all my responsibility now. I've dreaded asking, but I could really use your knack for getting to the bottom of things. I perfectly understand if you haven't the time or incl inclination. Sincerely, Yvonne Kalisham. Huh. So, Mr. So, Carter, you know all about the um, the Slater Institute then. If your, uh, your friend is writing from there, yes? Can you tell us more about that, please? Um, sure. Uh, what I know is, Max? <laughs> <laughs> so in the past, um, we'll say that uh, maybe you've corresponded back and forth with Miss uh, or with uh, Yvonne uh, in terms of some, um, you know, more kind of parapsychological things that you've encountered, you know, people with ESP or seemingly powers or, you know, ability to control luck or see things or dream of things, uh, you know, in your travels, you've met some people with seemingly, you know, some yogis and uh, in India and, and some shamans uh, in South America. Uh, so you've kind of, uh, again, this is kind of right in line with what the club looks into, right? Um, so you've kind of worked with Miss Kalisham. Um, uh, you knew tangentially Director Nesbitt from before um, when you kind of looked around the New York area for, you know, any people studying these parapsychological phenomena. Um, and, uh, you know, this is one of the places that, you know, obviously even some of you others in the club may have heard of the Slater Institute of Parapsychological Studies. Uh, oh, I mean, I'm sorry, for parapsychological studies, but um, 
you know, haven't really, it is a little bit out of the way. So it's not like, I mean, you guys are mostly city folk and have been, uh, you know, here in and around New York. So this is kind of the club is your closest link to that kind of parapsychological stuff. Um, but you have heard of the Slater Institute before. But um, yeah, Mr. Carter, uh, you you have corresponded with um, Yvonne in the past on some of your findings. And, you know, she's always been quite interested in seeing and hearing, you know, some of your more fantastical stories of these things around the world and trying to apply those to her uh, studies at the Institute. All right. Potentially uh, an old flame or uh, you guys have always maybe had some sort of unspoken love interest, but since you're always jet setting about and you don't make it up to the upstate New York too often, uh, maybe, you know, there's a little more there that keeps you sending her letters. Mm -hmm. But okay. that's up to you, whether it's professional or professional plus. Let's keep it now on the professional wing of things. <laughs> I say wing because I'm a pilot. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> the, <laughs> the the here's here's the thing, guys. I do believe that if we go there, you know, this institute. You, I'm pretty sure you are aware of it. Maybe they can also help us. Um, I know some people there with some kind of, uh, um, I would say powers, but they just have this ability to, to see what is not clear to everyone else, right? Um, maybe they can help us with your missing people and, and we can help them at the same time. Um, and we can all benefit from, from this. Well, it does seem like there's a lot of uh, coincidental overlaps. I mean, our mm. person we're looking for went for a camping trip, and the Catskills are certainly a place one would go camping, and this facility is near Catskills, as evidenced by the fact the director went walking around in the Catskills, and it just feels like it's all coming together. We should uh, oh. make plans mm. to head north. Even better. Yes, maybe we can get more information. And, and I wonder if there is something strange happening in that place. And that's why people are disappearing. Um, yeah. So is it a trip? That's what I hear. Fun. I could use a break. And what you guys see. Uh, let me put a map here for you so you can see where the differences between Woodstock and Socrates. I wonder if we should. Well, do we have do we have time to wait? Uh, poor poor Mr. Randolph here seems like he could do with some um, <laughs> time to heal up, but um, Oh, Gerald, be fine. How long is it taking uh, all these people to to read these things? That uh... Uh, you guys have pretty much. I'm I'm not sure what time you want to turn in for the night, but you know they take about four hours to read it. Three, you know, a couple hours to go over. So 
We'll I was save. hoping that it might take a day or more for me, and I could recover in the meantime with the. Uh, That's fine. That's fine. It oh. can take a little bit more time for them to to go over. Um, under the um under the care of my doctor and the medicines of uh, that Maxine mixes in the back there, <laughs> I should be back on my feet before long. And it's going to take a while to get stuff ready, too, right? Well, that depends on what you mean by get ready. I will turn to Mr. Carter. Need to get the plane out of storage and you know, fix good. its broken wing. And <laughs> that's right. Take take off the duct tape. And... Both wings are broken, but that's fine. <laughs> we'll fix them before we fly. You came in that thing? <laughs> uh, no, actually, it is in a very good state. Whenever you see it, it is. Um, he he's proud of his his plane. Like it is shiny, and um, on the inside, there's just um, for you, for some of you familiar uh, or familiar with pets, there's a smell of uh, maybe a dog. Eddie's going to have some friends. <laughs> but that's it. And that is in perfect conditions. Yeah, so, so however long it takes to, to get ready to go or whatever, I'm just going to try to recuperate. Okay, so I guess um, what we could do is, if you guys want to list out what preparations you are doing prior to actually departing the city. And I don't know if you want to have some time to think about that based on everything that you've gone through. Uh, you don't really have to make that quick decision right this second, but that's up to you guys. I mean, Anyone else to do anything specific? I mean, if we have time, I guess I'll keep pursuing this Greek um... Manuscript, because you said there was uh, a fair amount to learn and and some sort of sorcery going on, which might be interesting to learn about. Yeah, it'll it'll take more than a couple days. That's fine to do that. So yeah, I'll start with a couple days. Do whatever. Get done what I get done. Are you looking for a complete camping list? Like no, no, not complete. I'm just wanting to make sure, make sure you guys silk have. No, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, not a complete list, but you know, just making sure you guys are have everything that you've done that you want to do before we actually, you know, end this chapter and move into you heading to your either Sagratees or Woodstock. How long do I think it would take to create one of these crystals? You think that it would take not necessarily very much time now that you know how to do it. The major thing is that you would need to find a quite large amethyst, which shouldn't be hard in New York, um, but it might take you a day or so to. Um, 
Well, actually, Mrs. Randolph, how, I mean, you're a woman of means. Um, you probably have a, have a rating couple. of 80. I am sure I have a jewel person. Well, I mean, I guess why don't you go ahead and give me a luck roll then and see if you have an amethyst in your jewelry collection that might fit. 30, which is a hard success. Yeah, you actually have back at home um, a uh, quite a nice quality amethyst in a pendant that you think could be used just for this. Oh, Bobby and I didn't last. I'll be happy to get rid of it. <laughs> quite right, my dear. Quite right. Oh, you don't know about Bobby. <laughs> the less the better. The less the better. <laughs> he was so, pretty yeah, up. You, you, you know that um, to create one, um, it is not too difficult. Let me. Process here for you. Um, it will cost you. So it doesn't really describe what, but it says it will cost you some sort of your. You have to invest some of your own mental uh, fortitude into creating this crystal. But the process itself only takes to be about takes about two hours. And um, uh, the amethyst needs to be at at a minimum of 60 carats, which is not a problem for you. You've you've got that already. Hmm. Well, I'm not excited about investing myself in this then again you could uh if you know thinking of that you could teach this uh with the scroll now that you know it you could translate and teach this to someone else if they so desire uh i will raise that potential up thinking if somebody else wants to (laughs) learn the spell you're always so good with maddie dear well, that's 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 the, the concern is what if I wasn't as good with Maddie? I assumed you married me for my intelligence, not just my looks and overwhelming wealth. Oh, so many reasons, so many reasons. <laughs> so many reasons, it would be literally impossible for me to describe them right now. <laughs> While this is going on, I'd like to look into the the two on the list that I I wasn't able to get information about. So I guess the next day head to Columbia and and maybe call the number for Marguerite de Lacy again. Okay. So, uh, Mr. Ebb, is there anything else you're doing, or are you just continuing? I think I'll just finish the book. I'm already deep enough into it. Okay. And Mr. Carter, the next day you're going to work about fixing your plane? Well, yeah, getting the plane ready, basically. Um, And since I hear that 
we may need to go camping as well. I'll get some camp camping supplies. Very well, Miss Gary is continuing on the uh, narcotic manuscripts. Yep, and um, arranging my uh, substitute. Perfect. And uh, we'll give Mr. Hell uh, a chance next time we see him to see if he's doing anything. Um, Mr. Randolph, what are, are you doing anything in particular? I'm mostly resting, but I think I could do... There's some information in these letters, some names and stuff of people. I can just double check, like uh, Leonel Montoya Jimenez of Alcantara, Spain, who had the uh, narcotic text. I could, uh, you know, just looking at some of these people that have been um, contacted or, you know, whatever. He parted with it dearly, so there's probably a headline about yeah. him. Might, whatever, stuff like that. Might, might be difficult to find some information about him. As he was in Spain, right. right. Um, but uh, yeah, you can go ahead and look into that. Uh, Mrs. Randolph, you are doing what the following day? Oh, I suppose I'm also sort of preparing for camping too. But mine involves a lot more making sure we have alcohol and ice <laughs> and things. Very well. Bullets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ms. Ms. Jimenez, so where are you starting first? I guess I guess I'll I'll phone the number uh, for that I couldn't get through to the last time. It continues to ring. Okay. Uh, then I will head down to the to the dorms at um, Columbia and ask around for. Dale. Yeah, so you get you get to the front, um, you know, basically, which is where they have a little reception office mail room for all the students in the dorm, uh, and you get a room number that uh, for Ivy Tinsdale that you could go visit. Yep. Okay. Go ahead and give me a luck roll, please. Luck. Uh, that is a fail. Ninety. That's a 78. You go to the door and knock on it, um, and it is locked and nobody answers. Okay, I'll I'll just ask around. I'll, I'll look for some nearby students and ask if anyone... Yeah, you, you check around and um, you're <coughs> able to find that uh, none of them, uh, none of the other students have really seen Ivy in the past couple, uh, in the past week or so, but they say, I mean, that's normal, you know, everyone's got different schedules and what, uh, but you do find out that she does live with a roommate, a lady named Stacy Ellison, uh, who they've seen, you know, out and about coming back into the dorm recently, so, but they, she's not there now. Okay, I guess I will... I'll wait I guess what you, I guess what you could take. Yeah, you wait around for a little bit and eventually, uh, yeah, like there's a sitting room down the down the hall there. Um, eventually you, you know, after talking to some people, you get a little description of uh, Stacy Ellison and, you know, you end up seeing her walk by uh, toward, back towards the dorm dorm room. 
Uh, what was the name again? Stacy, did you say? Yeah, Stacy Ellison. Uh, Miss Miss Ellison. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, hello. Um, my name's uh, Shauna. Shauna Jimenez. Um, I, I'm actually trying to 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 find your roommate, uh, Miss Tinsdale Ivy. Give me a luck roll, please. Uh, okay. That is a pass. Oh, you know, actually, when you say your name, Stacey, oh, Shauna Jimenez, were you in this off-Broadway production a couple months ago? I smile winningly. And, uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, she knows you. She seems to know you. She's like, oh, that, you were great. You were great. And she, you know, starts to warm up to you, asks you if anything else is coming up soon, and, you know, starts to talk to you pretty friendly mm-hmm. and uh, yeah so I, she will, I will offer warm. to autograph um, <laughs> whatever she's holding oh thank you thank you yeah, do you want to come in can I make you some coffee or tea oh that'd be that'd be lovely yes thank you I'll, I'll yeah I'll go along but yeah so she brings you into the dorm room she makes some coffee and you know sits down you talk for a little bit uh, she has you sit on the other bed. Um, you see some pictures of a girl that is not her. You can assume that it, that is Ivy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And uh, I'm guessing you bring up Ivy into the conversation and yep. see about I, her. I and she, she excitedly, uh, without hesitation, uh, chats to you about the fact that recently um, Ivy had met someone uh, and was talking how she had, you know, fallen, you know, pretty in love with some mystery paramour. She doesn't know too many details about the person, um, but she does let you know that uh, um she had met someone and was talking about eloping and she hasn't seen her in about a week. So she's like, well, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of, she's kind of bummed that she hasn't gotten any more information about this steamy romance from Ivy, but she assumes that maybe she and her paramour have gone off and eloped, but she confirms. Was, was he an older time. gentleman? Oh, she, he, he was a little bit older than her. Yes. Um, I, at least that's what she said, but yeah, some very, uh, you know, seemingly romantic gentleman who seemed to have swept her off her feet, um, but basically confirms the same timeline as the others that uh, right. hasn't been seen in a bit over a week. I'll, I'll, I'll see if, she, if she, the, the name Argus means anything to her. It doesn't, and you can tell that she seems to be telling the truth, that she doesn't really know too many details. Okay, I think I'm more or less done here then. I'll um, I'll, I'll chat politely with, with her for as long as I can bear it, and then head off. I'd, I'd still like to find out information about the... Um, Marguerite Lacy. Yeah, so I, I think at this stage, calling the number isn't really going to help. So I, uh, maybe I'll, I'll ask some of my 
I don't know. I'll just ask around, see if, if anyone's heard of it. It's, it, sound, it sounds like a fancy name, but maybe I'm reading too much into it. So You find out that she was a torch singer. She's a torch singer at the Danube Supper Club in Greenwich Village. Um, just to fast forward a little bit, she lives alone in a small apartment, also in Greenwich Village. Um, you go around to inquire. No one's seen her but in about a week you no know, nothing nothing's i mean yeah no one's seen her in about a week nothing seems <laughs> to be out of the ordinary her neighbors don't really think anything of it all right okay uh well there we go i think that that tidies that up at least they're all missing um so I, yeah i'm gonna head back to the club and let the others know You know, one thing I've forgotten um, with all this new information and everything, there were some other leads we were looking for someone since we're taking a little bit of time to get ready could um, look into or maybe I could. I, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm going to be in much shape to. But that senator and his. Um, uh, we had Senator Windrop in Washington, D.C., Lee Saracen, his. Um, uh, what do you call it? his assistant that seemed to actually be working with Argus and then Bishop praying the radio sermonizer um, were all people that we had uh, of note that we had not gotten around to looking into if we want to take that long just throwing it out there yeah I don't know what uh did they seem important? Yeah, I mean, uh, Argus was meeting directly. You know, we've gotten so many clues. It's awesome. But back <laughs> in his journals, he had, uh, I think, was it? No, it was Leopold was meeting directly with uh, Saracen. Uh, let's see if I can see the despair. Windrup's zero hour. Uh, is Senator Windrup's um, um, those are his policies which seem absurd um, here it is September 21st 1934 uh, quite busy hotel in the Capitol meeting with Lee Saracen those who think him simply the secretary for that buffoon Senator Windrup dangerously underestimate him I hope to interest him in providing funding for our own plans, but I fear he is unconvinced he did share some interesting news. Radio sermonizer Bishop Prang is forming a national cadre, the League of Forgotten Men. Okay, so Prang is probably not as important now that the, the, the League is formed. Uh, Leopold seemed pretty disappointed in it anyway. But uh, Lee Saracen might know more about the expedition, um, which would. I will point. Uh, I will point out to you, Mr. Randolph, that this is over nine months ago. Ah, uh, that's true. But they were trying to get funding back then, so I don't know. Whatever, just throwing it out there. If we decide it's old news and unimportant, that's fine. But 
I was just trying to look at all of our leads, and that's one that I, I saw that we had left dangling. It sounds like stuff that we will, that uh, we might already know mostly. Yeah. Like I said, since we're going to the Catskills, the only thing that after looking at that might be interesting is if uh, that guy, Lee Saracen, was when they tried to get funding for it, if he knew like exactly where in the Catskills they were trying to go or something. But mm. I don't know. Well, so, I mean, we have the town name. I mean, we know we know a town now, I guess. We got Socrates, we got Woodstock, and we got somewhere in the Catskills, essentially. Well, I no, think, I think those are those are places in the Catskills. I mean, yeah. right, but 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 I guess looking if we're looking for an entrance to this center of the earth, which is what all this stuff seems to be, the world inside, which is all that what all these this literature and this talk seems to be leading to, you know, between uh, the books that he had for um, research and all the stuff in the notes and all that stuff, the entrance, as they called it. It's got to be somewhere in there, but the Catskill Mountains with Catskill Mountains, right? Like where in there? I would think the next stop before we get there might actually be the Slater Institute. Hmm going forward i mean i don't know that's mm -hmm. we, we don't know where exactly to go is i guess my point right so i think it makes sense to go to slater institute just to find out where the director was going hiking in the catskills if you left the map ah. behind or something because that might help narrow our search perimeter right uh the first guy yeah while we're there mr carter can renew his romance <laughs> or start it or start or it, start yeah, it. yes that's right yes <laughs> Well, I think it seems like also we should be able to, or potentially we could find um, trace of a whole bunch of tourists coming in in the off season. I don't know what, what month we're in. Uh, what time is it? It's May, so it's early. Yeah, coming in in the off season to um, to Socrates and sort of see what we might pick up from that too. With the amount so, of coincidences we've seen, I think if we just turn up and start asking questions, I'm sure we'll... Uh... That's kind of what I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, it seems like everyone is pretty much ready to start making your way to upstate New York. Sure. Yeah, so I'm going to bring the, the gem with me, but I'm not going to necessarily do the conversion. Okay, no problem. You have it for when you need it. So, again, I'm not entirely sure how all this uh, time took, but Shauna, Mr. Pell, and I might hopefully be a little more healed up. Yeah, so you guys get a deep, you guys get two hit points back each night. If you want to take two days, that's four points each for everybody. Um, I mean, if, if you basically want to get some medical help uh, and actually have a, you know, go to a hospital or a doctor, uh, Mr. Randolph, they can heal you back up. It's not a problem if you do nothing for the two days that everyone else is preparing for. Heal me all the way. I went from 29 down to five. So I'd like to. Heal me all the way. 
So you I like can... you close. With the two days rest, I'm up to 17 at this point. The help I've gotten and the rest. If the hospital does more, I'll take, I'll take whatever they give me. Lots of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> drugs and alcohol. You can get you get fifteen more back. Fifteen more. Awesome. That takes me up. Woohoo. Medicine. Yes, some good good laudanum. Um, so yeah, and with that, I think we will close on chapter one and everyone who survived the cats from Saturn can get, uh, D4 sanity heal back. One. <laughs> And everyone can roll their ticks for hero development. 